Hey there, it's Eric. How would you like to travel for a month with your entire family anywhere in the world without quitting your job? I'd love to show you how. That's how Emily and I and our five kids started. We would just do these one month trips that eventually grew to living on a sailboat, including our daughter with special needs. Once we started to do this, we felt like we just found the cheat code for life and we'd love to share it with you. So this is what we do. It's called a discovery call. You book a time for 20, 30 minutes. It's free. We're going to go over three questions. And when we do this, you're going to be able to launch your first of many, hopefully, family adventures. Does not require you to quit your job. All you got to do is go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery. Pick a time that works for you and we'll get on and we'll get you going. Why do I do these for free? Because everyone deserves to know what's possible in their life, including you. So love to see you there. Thanks. Figuring out what you really want. This is a controversial part of the self-help slash personal development industry at large. Like, is this selfish or is this the best thing that you can do for yourself and the people you love? We're going to get into it today on the What Could Go Right podcast. Hi, I'm Emily Orton. And I am Eric Orton. And on this podcast, we talk about personal growth, family connections, and raising adult kids. All right. So to dive into this, we want to talk about something that Emily and I love when we call the blue sky questions. Um, if you've been around us for a while, you'll know that these questions came to us when we worked with a coach for the very first time many, many moons ago. And it wasn't until several years on that we looked back and were able to trace a lot of the things that we were really happy about in our lives back to answering these original questions. And so they were profound for me. I think they were profound for you. And they changed our whole family's life. Yeah. And so we want to share some of these with you. But first, we want to talk about their purpose and and why they matter and and it's this because so often we live our lives based on leaning leaning into expectations that other people have for us or that we think that they have for us that we imagine they have for us fair point so this could be an employer we think they want us to go a certain track or they do want us to go a certain track and so we live out a career that follows that track or we think our spouse wants us to be a certain way, or our parents want us to study a certain subject or top, you know, major in college, or pick a certain career. What are some other examples? Um, are, Just taking on responsibilities, um, like what culturally can say, like what we value. Like, well, I'm supposed to want a bigger house and a fancier car, or I'm supposed to. I actually want- do want a fancier car. For what I'm, it's worth. Anyway. <laughs> I'm supposed you should, it's good to know what you actually want and why you want that. And, and, uh, maybe like, Oh, I'm supposed to go on, uh, exotic vacations. Like we love to travel, but guess what? Some people really just love to be in their home and be community builders. And so there are all different kinds of things that are, that we want or that we love or that nourish us or that we're particularly gifted or called to you know, participate in. Yeah. I think these expectations can come from our church community. Um, I know that I felt a lot of that. I think that they can come from just the country that we live in, that this is just how we do things. And for us, that's the United States of America. And that changes in other countries. You know, my mom's from Finland and 
there are different expectations in Finland about how you get educated, how you work, how you do your laundry, you know, any little thing. And so what I think the, again, we're going to get back to these blue sky questions, but the, the reason they're important is because so often we don't even realize how many layers of expectations are covering up perhaps what we really truly value, what we really want. And so first step, how do we identify those layers? And then how do we start to peel them back so that we can get to our true, honest, sincere heart? And, and, and part of this process is not because we want to disregard the good intentions or the love of the people around us or the good that our community has built up, but just because we just want to be, I kind of hate to say this, you know, we want to get genuine and authentic. And, and if we can do that, then we can come and connect with our family, our spouse, our community, our, our church, you know, our church our coworkers, we can actually connect and contribute in a better, more energized, authentic way if we, if we know who we really are. And so the goal is to actually engage more meaningfully, not cut ourselves off. You were going to yeah, say something. I, yeah, I really like what you were saying, all of that stuff. I will push back a little bit on the word authentic because just making sure we're all talking about the same thing. So many times that word is used to mean however I feel right now, whether it's being like rude or whatever and feelings, those come and go and they're a little ephemeral to, um, count on as a source of identity. But I like the way Seth Godin talks about it. He's a multi New York times bestseller many, many times over, um, thinker. And he talks about it as being like who we choose to be. And so that's why when we get deliberate and we reflect on what actually matters to us, it may be that many of the things we are in alignment with. So many of the expectations, for example, of my faith, I'm actually in alignment with, and those things bring me genuine joy and growth. And so that's fine. But what I don't want to do is just automatically be like, well, whatever you say or you say, that's you know exactly what I'm going to do. It's me being at the helm of my own life and saying, yeah, I'm taking your input and I'm deciding I agree with that and I want to do that also. Or I don't agree with that or I feel like there's maybe another way to get to a similar outcome that I feel better about. So that's one of the things that I wanted to say about that. This is about you choosing and I really don't think that you can come into a conversation or an honest collaboration with the people you're doing life with, whether that's your husband or your wife or your kids or your parents or your best friend or your sibling, like whoever it is that is most important in your life. You can't come to collaboration honestly if you haven't figured out what you actually want. And it can kind of build in these layers of resentment. And that's what we find is that a lot of times people haven't considered this at all they just kind of accepted the current, the drift that they were in, didn't reflect on it and, and make the decision to move in that direction. And then they, then they get down the road a couple of decades and are wondering, how did I get here and why am I here? And this isn't bringing about the outcomes that I was promised or that I expected. And, and now I, I want to make a shift. That's what we find in our, in our coaching when we're talking to people. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate what I think you were saying earlier, which is it's 
it's not about just saying, oh, these are all the expectations that I've been sort of, that I've just just sort of assumed into my life. And so therefore I'm going to cast them off and go in the opposite direction. That's sort of, I think that's a lot of how teenage years get stereotyped of like, oh, well, if, if there's a rule placed on you, whatever the rule is, you're going to rebel against it. Yeah. Cause a lot of those rules are great. And a lot of the expectations that we, that are given to us are actually really helpful and mm. they guide us. And so it's not about just being rebellious and juvenile, but it's saying, oh, you know what? I've taken stock of all the expectations that I feel on me in my life. And I actually agree with about 85% of them. It could, you know, it could be a very high number or it's like, you know, I actually realize that very few of these are what I want. It doesn't matter, but it's not about just rebelling against whatever they are. It's about saying, taking an honest self-inventory. And either way, it's empowering because suddenly you realize, oh, I'm not just doing this because somebody else suggested it. I have reflected on it and I'm choosing this. And then you get ownership of the direction you're going. Yeah. And for sure. So, all right. So, so let's get in. We're not going to give you a rundown of all the questions because it's a it's a lengthier list. And when we coach with people, we actually do go through the whole thing. And there's this is we spend a lot of time here, and I love doing it because when we get this right, every it's it's foundational. Everything after this becomes so effortless and exciting and energizing. And it's and you may need to do it more than once. So what? You, when you get it right for the season you're in right now, you may five years later or 10 years down the road be like, It's time for me to do that. I've done exercise again, you know. Yeah, I've done these multiple times. And I, so just to tell you my first experience, when I got these questions, I sat down on my laptop and I wrote out a hundred answers for each of these questions, kind of like a list form. But anyway, sorry, we're not actually giving you the questions. Here's, here's one of them What would you do? If money were no object, you could afford whatever it is that you want in life. You have the resources. What would you do? I dare you to take the time to answer this question for as long as you have ideas popping into your head. Like I said, I wrote down a hundred things and I probably could have gone longer. And that was, that was a list from 15 years ago. I wouldn't write the same list now. But well, it's done a lot of those things now. Well, a lot, because a lot of them have been crossed off, which is crazy. I'm telling you, just simply by writing it down, the chances of it actually happening in your life are exponential. So be careful what you wish for, but have fun with this. So take the time and just answer the question, what would I do if money were no object? See where that one goes. One of my favorite ones is, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? And that fear can have any different flavor you like, you know, whether it's insecurity or whatever it might be. If I, if I wasn't afraid, what would I do? And for me, I had a great experience with this. And Eric and I were learning uh, how to sail. We did not know how to sail, <laughs> but uh, we were taking a class and we were on a really big boat. And I was so anxious because... Prior to this, not only did I not know how to sail, but I was afraid of deep water. I was afraid of the deep end of the swimming pool. I didn't swim in lakes. I didn't go in the ocean. Um, I was 35 years old, and I was pretty happy with that situation. But on this trip, 
Uh, I had been left behind once already while everyone else went snorkeling, and this was now the second time it was happening, and I just finally decided I'm just going to try getting in the water and see what happens. It's basically like kicking the tires on my fear, and I was so surprised because while I was scared for the first several minutes and that adrenaline kind of fueled my speed in swimming to meet up with the group, once I got to the reef and I saw the fish and I was just so enchanted by this underwater world, I forgot about my fears. And this fear that I thought was so powerful actually just melted away. And it changed my relationship to fear. And now that I'm not afraid, I go in the deep end of the swimming pool. I love to swim. I, you know, I got scuba certified and I am not a great surfer, but I love to paddle out and I'm learning how to catch waves. And occasionally I can even stand up on the board and I just think it's so engaging and um, so much fun and that is one of the things that would have probably gone on my list like I was so afraid of deep water that I never even considered any of those options but if I wasn't afraid and I am now living some of those things that because the fear is not an obstacle for me anymore so that's one of my favorite questions on the list so yeah take the time to answer that question what would I do if I wasn't afraid and take stock of what, what, and the fear might be, well, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to pay for that. Or I'm afraid that if I did that, my spouse would think I was silly or my parents would disapprove or whatever it is. And, and, you know, and we're not talking about like going out and just picking scandalous, terrible, (laughs) degenerate behavior, but you know, like what are things that would be truly inspiring, truly energizing that you just feel reluctant to do because some fear, the fear of failure, perhaps, is what's holding you back. And when you just say, all that fear is off the table for now, what would it be? So that's one. Yeah, I think those are two great ones, especially in the United States. Like Those are some of our, our big ones, and especially in this digital world where everybody's and, watching everybody. I mean, each of these are so, so, have been so influential in my life, but I'll, I'll share one more, mm-hmm. which is, what would you do if you knew you would succeed. A lot of people say, well, oh, I don't want to start a business because the, you know, the percentages of businesses that fail or I don't want to pursue, um, I don't want to be an author. I don't want to pursue music because the odds of that working out are so low and you would decide to do something a little bit more conservative, you know, or more, you know, statistically more likely to happen. I'm asking you to sit, set the statistics aside for whatever it is that you want to do. Just assume that the number is 100%. If you attempt this thing, it's 100% certain that it will happen. It's really hard to let your brain go there because we automatically start to talk about all the reasons it won't work out. We come up with what could go wrong. I get that. We're just asking, it's a game. It truly is a game to let your head go to a place and just say, assume that the, the, the percentage or likelihood for success is 100%. If you knew you would succeed, what would you do? I dare you to write out the answers to that question. It's challenging, but it's super fun. Yeah, so each of these questions is actually designed to try to peel away some of those different layers of expectation or self-filtering that we might subconsciously have in place. And so they each kind of come at it from a different angle. And these are three of the favorites that we'll share with you today. I just want to 
a couple of examples because I've been on some discovery calls with people lately and they and 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 they've been sharing with me some of the things that hold them back. So a discovery call is when you schedule an appointment with us and we talk about what maybe some of your answers are to these questions and and we're kind of pros at possibility. We can help you see what's actually possible and and encourage you to make those things happen. Yeah, so I just want to go back because different people have said, you know, on the discovery calls for circumstances beyond their control, um, they find themselves in situations that they don't consider ideal. And their siblings have put expectations on them or their parents or their lack of parents for, I don't know how else to say that, you know, have put expectations on them. And, and so these, these are very real. These, these pressures and these um, constraints that we put on ourselves, they're, I know where they come from because we talk with people on the regular that are experiencing them. And so uh, in, in addressing that, I'm not trying to make light of them. It's because they're so prevalent, they're so pervasive, and they're so powerful. That's why sometimes we need help getting out of them. We need somebody with an outside perspective to help us see it for what it is because we're so trapped in our own little, you know, in our, our own perspective. And so if you have these things in your, in your life, don't feel guilty about them. Don't feel ashamed about them. There's nothing wrong with having them. We all just need some help getting out from underneath them. And we love to do it. We love to do it. It fills us up. Yeah. We up. like to make this safe space to come and like show your cards and say like what you're really thinking because we have had uh, the opportunity to make some of our quote unquote crazy dreams actually come true individually and as a whole family and we've seen how it's just opened up our life to be more, it just feels like we're more at liberty to pursue opportunities or to say, oh, we could try that because we could actually do that. And and it's been a great example for our kids um, because they are now pursuing that same course of action where they, they are peeling back the layers and saying, oh, I can, I can at least check it out. I can at least try it. I can at least click on get more information or go to the place or ask a question. I'm not going to like stop myself from pursuing this idea before I even look into it and begin. And so um, we want that for you. We're seeing people do things they're really happy about in their lives. So we were originally talking about getting to know what it is that you personally want so that you can come to collaboration from a more honest place. So these questions are definitely, for us, have been the most powerful way to go about that. You answer them privately, and then if you're in relationship, if you're in a marriage, you can, ha- your spouse could do the exact same thing. And then when you come together, you can share what each of your dreams are. And we're going to talk about that because oftentimes they overlap and oftentimes they don't. And the ones that overlap, that's a little bit easier. If they don't, we're going to talk about that in our next episode. So tune in for that. But just take away this. What would you do if money were no object? What would you do if you weren't afraid, what would you do if you knew you would succeed? I encourage you to answer these questions. There's more, but that's a good place to start. And just know that when you're able to get in touch with the things that really matter to you, 
you're going to show up better in your relationship with yourself, with your spouse, with your kids, and everybody else in your life because you're going to be coming from a better place that's going to help you connect more closely with them. So thank you for listening. What could go right? Talk to you again soon. Hey there, it's Eric. So this is what we do. It's called a discovery call. You book a time for 20, 30 minutes. It's free. We're going to go over three questions. And when we do this, you're going to be able to launch your first of many, hopefully, family adventures. Does not require you to quit your job. All you got to do is go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery. Pick a time that works for you and we'll get on and we'll get you going. Because everyone deserves to know it's possible in their life, including you. So love to see you there.